Um, like I, f- I feel like it, it's just the right thing to do. So that's the voice of Anthony Walker. He's a, a Canadian actor who has now gone to Ukraine to pick up arms and help Ukrainians fight. And for now, NATO's not taking a formal role putting boots on the ground, but that's not going to be stopping people from Canada mobilizing. And uh, over the weekend, Melanie Jolie doesn't advise Canadians going to that area, but she also said, uh, choice is up to you. And so there are groups across Canada that are gathering um, and organizing to head overseas to cross the border into Ukraine. And they're getting the help from a lot of the same veteran groups that mobilize to try and help get the interpreters out of Afghanistan or keep them safe as long as they could. And there's now something called Operation Stand with Ukraine that will offer Canadians a crash course on what you need to know to survive, how to fight, how to get to the destination. And the person who is spearheading this is the same philanthropist and vet who testified at just last night at a committee looking into our failures to help Afghan. His name is Chris Eklund. He's the founder of Canadian Heroes and Fight for Ukraine. Good to have you, Chris. Thanks for having me, Alex. All right. So, um, you know, when you get a situation like we're looking at right now, a, a kind of a war thrust into your face, it becomes very emotional for people. So I understand why people want to do something. They want to help. I didn't think Canadians would act this soon. How, how much are you hearing of people wanting to go over to help? Well, just from uh, different reporters and such, the number right now is under a dozen, but uh, that's only what's reported. So the true number isn't known. But I, I think in uh, days and weeks to come, we'll, we'll get a better idea on the exact numbers. Yeah, they're starting to see this across the uh, United States and UK, where you see, you know, I was reading an article over the weekend of, of Americans wanting to pick up arms and go because they don't want to wait and see what NATO does. Yeah, that's right. The uh, There was, I think, the BBC yesterday, mm-hmm. they were showing uh, a clip of uh, people in London that were at the Ukrainian embassy, and there was like a dozen people, and, and they had a guard outside handing out applications. So they interviewed a few people. But, yes, this is uh, occurring, no doubt, uh, around the world, and it'll it'll continue. So you started Operation Stand with Ukraine, and, and so take me through how this works. Well, we, we would have to go back, uh, sadly, um, to when we had two Canadian soldiers that were uh, killed uh, when they were fighting alongside the, the Kurdish forces in, uh, in Syria and against ISIS. So mm-hmm. um, one was a civilian, the other was a civilian, but he was a, a retired soldier. So um, the whole kind of genesis here is to give people the critical information and education that is needed so then they can make that decision on their own, a qualified decision and hearing from veterans, et cetera, on what is all involved and, and what they're going to be faced with, et cetera. So it's not just an emotional decision, but it'll be, they'll have more information, they have more of an informed decision they can make then. Yeah, I mean, you would know because you've done this stuff. Um, going to war and say you're going to war is one thing, but actually going is a completely uh, different uh, animal in itself because it, we're talking about an extremely harsh environment. Uh, it's very cold in Ukraine right now, dealing with a, a super military power. I mean, it, it's not just as easy as heading to Ukraine. Yeah, so it's as we say, uh, you know, this is not playing a video game where 
you know, you you get killed and you come back to life in five seconds and and all that. It's not a first-person shooter type game on, on video. This is real life. You know, life, life and death. And you know, the the people need to have all of the critical information because you know, like for myself personally, um, the the last two Canadians we that, that died, uh, you know, uh, we repatriated them and. Yeah. It's something where when you go into a combat zone, you, you hope for the best, but you have to plan, you know, for, for the worst. So what we want to do is to make sure that, you know, not just Canadians, but, but anybody around the world that ends up at, at our, our website that just went live today will, will have all of that information right there yeah. so they, you know, can learn from veterans, know what's involved, what they got to do. And it's it's things that people don't even think about. It's like, have you seen your dentist? Have you seen your doctor? If you're on prescribed pills, your pharmacist, you, you need to get, you know, like one year's worth of supplies. Um, you, you know, when we had one of our Canadians uh, that, that was killed, it, was, it came down to the situation where when the uh, coroner did the autopsy, it wasn't him. It was somebody different. So now all the questions came up. So it's something where I had to get a hold of uh, the family dentist and explain everything going on, get all the dental records, send it over to the coroner's office overseas, have a second autopsy. Um, so it's it's things like this that everybody needs to be aware of so they can do all of the things they need to do to get themselves ready. Um, you know, do, do you have a will? You, you have to do this. You, you don't want to put yourself into a situation where when you get out there, you become a burden, you know, not just to yourself, but to you, the people around you and, and to people back home. You, you need to enter into this with your eyes completely wide open, um, educate yourself, get all the information, talk to other veterans, and then you can make an informed choice. Yeah, um, it's one thing for President Zelensky to put out the call, um, but he and his countrymen and, and women are, are doing it for their very survival. It's a completely different thing when the call goes out and you think, okay, this is a glorious thing I will do, but there's an absolutely no glory, as you well know, in war. It is about as ugly and cruel as it can get. Um, you know, you've seen a lot in your time about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and this is the thing. I, uh, personally, I've come against people that basically, you know, have this kind of glory thing about warfare, and and, and it's not. You know, you can be the roughest, toughest SOB, you know, yeah. but when it comes down to it, no. we're, And that's basically what people need to be aware of. So I... I have so much thanks in my in my heart for everybody that is stepping up to the plate around the world, and that is fantastic because we need to do this. Don't get me wrong, yeah. But it's something where once you get into theater, um, you are on your own. We have no clue what the supply lines are. And mm -hmm. when I was a much younger man in the army, this is what I did. I was in logistics, so. When you get 
out there, and we don't know where the enemy is and, and how could he cut off the supply route. You have to make sure you have everything with you. Um, I'd hate to see people simply show up at the border with their passport and, uh, you know, jeans, T-shirt, and say, here I am. So we want to make sure that they have as much kit as, as possible. Um, and it's, it's a lot of the little things that people never, ever think about because, I mean, right now, um, we're starting to, I just got another email yesterday from, uh, the Kiev Independent, the, the newspaper, yeah. um, with, with a list of stuff that they need for their own journalists. And it, it, a lot of this stuff has nothing to do with military. So this is what, it's, it's a big educational thing. And, and that's basically what we want to do first with, uh, with the new operation. And then we might, uh, we're also looking at even a little bit of a training scenario um, for, for when the people get on the ground in, in Europe to, to basically have a, a crash course of uh, basic training so they have uh, some more knowledge on weaponry and, and, and everything else before they uh, get into Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, as you well know, vets come back from, uh, you know, battles and war very, very broken in this country. Um, they hardly get government support as it is. And the, and there is no government support if you're deciding to pick up arms and go. You are absolutely on your own. I don't want to uh, get off this uh, conversation with you, Chris, because last night, um, coincidentally, and, and we were going to talk about this uh, solely, uh, but you actually testified at this committee that is looking into Afghanistan and the failures of the uh, government to get people out of that country. This is something that you and a Several other vets uh, worked years and years and years on, put a lot of money, put a lot of heart into it, put a lot of work in getting these interpreters out. A lot of them didn't get out. A lot of them are actually stuck in Ukraine right now. But you testified at this committee. It's not getting nearly the attention or if any at all because of the situation we are in now. Um, but what were the thoughts that you really wanted to impart uh, to that committee? That the government lied to me. That it was yeah. just one big fat lie and there was never a plan. And uh, my, my testimony, I, I actually never testified, and I, I put a written statement in, a written testimony, simply because the way the committees are set up is uh, an embarrassment. And uh, one of our generals of the three got cut off in his introduction, which was just the absolute most disrespectful thing I have ever seen in my lifetime. And obviously, you know, a lot of people were extremely irritated over that, but there was, there was absolutely no respect from the chair. The way the committee is set up, you have a, an extremely short time to give your introduction. And it, it's impossible for me to do that on a few minutes to explain the entire operation and everything and how um, nothing came true to what uh, I was promised. So yeah. my testimony is out there. I've already sent to some to some journalists. I highly doubt it's going to hit the front page. One of the generals said nothing's going to happen out of it. And, and that's probably true. Um, you know, no one's going to get disciplined, fired, et cetera. It's just one of these things where myself, other veterans and that, it's like, okay, you know, that old saying, fool me once, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, now here we are again in another disaster that's unfolding well, you can be guaranteed that none, none of our team is, is going to be trusting our government moving forward. And anything that they say, you know, that they promise, no. We'll, we'll take it with a grain of salt and uh, we'll simply go ahead with what we know needs to be done. 
Yeah, and, and I totally understand. I mean, and, and by the way, and you you know this, and uh, I mean, the failures of Afghanistan, I think, were probably watched very, very carefully by Putin, and he knows that we are not serious. And uh, you got to wonder, as we deal with this new humanitarian crisis, if they actually learn anything at all. But uh, that will come true, I guess, in time. Look, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. Chris, I know this committee is underway. I know that there's testimony coming out. I will make sure that it gets covered, and I will make sure uh, that we continue to talk about it. But I appreciate you uh, chatting with me tonight. Just one last thing, Alex. The, the one good thing that can come out of Afghanistan is the legislation that I am introducing to which I'm calling the No One Left Behind Bill. And mm-hmm. we as a country need to get this enacted into law so the next time our country ever steps foot on foreign soil, we are legislated by law on how we act as a country and how we engage anybody in their country. And if we yeah. do that, then that is going to be the one good thing that comes out of this, and uh, we'll never, ever have this problem again. And sadly, that may come sooner than we think. God help us uh, that it doesn't, but nonetheless. Chris, we'll talk again for sure. I promise you that. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Chris Eklund. He's the founder of Canadian Heroes and Fight for Ukraine, but the website is Operation Stand with Ukraine. It's now up and running, so if you think this is something that uh, you can handle, the information is there, but uh, absolutely we'll continue uh, talking about the Afghan committee as well because it deserves to be covered.